everybody and welcome to the bonus podcast for episode 467 of Conversation Street. I am Michael. I'm Gemma. She certainly is and we are going to be talking about the character of Sharon Bentley, nay Gaskell, in today's um, special episode. So excited to have Sharon returning on the cobbles this week. We're recording this um, on Thursday the 22nd of April 2021 and just last night uh, we saw Tracy Bennett make a triumphant return uh, in the role for the third time really. Um, fourth if you count a little mini return after Len died more on that later and um, yeah I couldn't be more chuffed to see this character back so so excited about it so I'm, I'm looking forward to um, filling you guys in um, along with the help of my beautiful assistant here of uh, who Sharon is because I guess there might be some people who watched last night thinking who on earth that woman parading in through the cabin and everybody and reader seems to be have a bit of beef with her and um Yes, yeah, so, so worry not, we will tell you. And assu- I mean, I assume that if you really wanted to know, you could have gone to the plethora of other places online that were saying um, who Sharon is. But by gum, we're going to be more detailed than them because that's our thing, that's our shtick. You are going to know Sharon to the nth degree, every single thing that she did, every toilet trip nearly that she did back in the 80s. You're overselling and it. Night- no, this- I'm just really excited to have Sharon back. Sorry. Can you tell everybody? Yeah. I love her hair. She- she's got an awesome bob. Yeah. yeah, I really like those beautiful, either steely silver or beautiful downy white bobs that old yes. ladies can cultivate. Don't call her an old lady. Old ladies can do it. So it's so funny. It's it's a character that we've seen. You know, we obviously didn't watch it How back in her she? first appearance. And she was born in 1965, so she's coming up. She's coming up on 60, to be fair. You know, in a few a few years' um, time, and I think Tracy herself is a few years older than Sharon is. Yeah, well, old ladies. I'm thinking of wearing steely bobs, but she has one as well. Yes, indeed. I just, I just <sighs> well made me realise Sharon Tracy. It there. feels like this is this is we're talking about birds of a feather here. Um, no, I, I, I was going to say, oh, you like her hair. Tell you what, I like her hair. I like her eyes. I think she's got awesome, big, expressionate eyes. She's got eyes. a very nice face. She does. I she's... was also thinking of Helen Daniels from Neighbours. I don't know who that who is. I think had a cool haircut. Oh, interesting. You, I think when you get to past a certain age, you can do more cool stuff with your hair. You're looking forward to that? I can't wait. Gemma's just, just sitting here on the sofa at the moment. Hair it's up, almost exactly clip round it. A year ago, since we did my pandemic haircut, where we cut off my ponytail. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. now. that was cool. Right, we're not talking about me. We're talking no, about. No, we're not. Sh- we're talking about Sharon. Sharon. Nice hair, nice eyes, great personality. She was a character who, when <laughs> I great personality. She is. It's not all about looks. We're not just you know superficial here. When you on say this great podcast. though, do you mean interesting rather than somebody you'd want to? be friends with. <laughs> I would I would be friends with her whether she'd want to be she friends with her. I don't know. I think she possibly would. I mean when I'm thinking back to um that time in nineteen eighty three when she came back to the show and she dated Curly for about an hour and then went off with Terry Duckworth, I do think I'd be the curly in that situation. Is that when they I were came into say. the pub and they were It is you're remembering that scene very well. A date. Yes, because we, we just recently obviously watched um Sharon's first appearances on our D V D rewatch Journey of Coronation Street, but I first encountered Sharon what late 90 yeah it was 1999 because back then on Granada Plus um sadly channel that no longer exists 
but we have ITV3 now. They were showing Sharon's first appearance on Coronation Street pretty much at exactly the same time as the character returned. So I got to see, you know, within the space of a few months, debut Karen, followed by... Karen? Karen? Who's Karen? Sharon? Karen? <laughs> what a Karen. Um, and then returnee Ka- Sharon... <laughs> Sharon! Michael, you're like, we're going to tell you everything there is to know about <laughs> Nearly 20 years Karen. later. And, 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 she just, and it's been really fascinating to see her come in for a little bit, disappear off for, you know, 20-odd year years, back in, disappear off for 20 years. And you know what? She, she, she hasn't changed. She's a bit of a, bit of a... She seems to be a little bit of a shady character. As I say, we've only seen her briefly um, and her most recent appearance. But I don't know, Jenny doesn't seem to think she'd be trusted. And I think that she she's a fairly good judge of character. But um, yeah, she was, she just, uh, she's got a massive personality. And it's something that when I watched back in the, in the Granada Plus days really stood out to me. And I thought, this is, this is a, this is a good character here. This is somebody who's, um, feels like a lot of fun and, um, yeah, she's she's just a, a live wire and a spark, and she's one of these actresses, Tracy Bennett, that you, uh, that, that you just want to watch. I think that she she's, you know, she calls to you. She invites, um, watching. <laughs> I think I should be able to describe it in a better way after doing a podcast for nine years. But I just I I really really do like Sharon, so I was pleased to hear I her come tell. back. And it's also good because we're we're seeing a real renaissance of some of the the eighties ladies on Coronation Street recently, aren't we? I mean, we had Jenny Bradley come back um, four, six, seven years ago. I've lost track now. Maybe it wasn't even that long. We had um, Gina Seddon return as well. Different actress, of course. We had the lovely Connie Hyde who played her, uh, and only recently uh, Debbie Webster. So it's really funny to seeing these these characters that we've not seen for you know twenty five. 30 years odd, uh, returning back and, and seeing and seeing what they're like. Denise? Yeah, yeah, Denise as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. in the in the 90s she appeared. Um, just wondering, who else might we get next? I don't know. Shirley, Curly's girlfriend that had that issue with race. <laughs> the health Roberts, Emma. maybe. Emma who? Emma uh curly's wife oh yeah yeah okay because i'm thinking earlier than that i'm thinking 80s i'm thinking oh kimberly taylor if kimberly taylor comes bring mummy and daddy taylor please right okay i'll write i've made i am writing this down i'm requesting it's 80s comeback it's all the rage everybody stranger things um that's it yeah stranger things sharon bentley <laughs> and, and other it's a renaissance. <laughs> anyway this is all a massive preamble to say this is the character profile of Sharon <laughs> Bentley. So if you don't know who she is, pin your ears back because we are well, about to tell you. You've talked for six minutes about how much you love her. So let's find out why, shall I we? think she's fab. Um, we're going to run down of our statistics first. She was born on the 22nd of March, 1965. And as I say this, I'm realising that that makes her exactly 22 years younger than my sister to the day. Um, she has one brother, Wayne Gaskell. No, she hasn't. She's got three brothers, sorry. She's got Wayne, who made one appearance back in 1982. Uh, and apparently two other brothers somewhere who um, the Cory Gods did not even deign to give names um, in any of Sharon's appearances. Um, she has been married but once to Ian Bentley in 1999. And Sharon first made an appearance on the 1st of March 1982. So she had a little stint from 1982 to beginning of 1984. With even that had a gap in between. But yeah, 1999 was a comeback. And now she is here in 2021, third time lucky. Um, before her um, current appearance in Coronation Street, 
Um, she'd been in 173 episodes in the show so far, but a few more this week. As I said earlier, it is Thursday now. I am coming only assume that she's going to be in this Friday's episode, but by the time you listen to this podcast, you will know. I want to keep the discussion today mostly on retro Sharon stuff. I don't want this to necessarily be an opportunity to speculate about what may be to come for her, because I'm assuming that when we record tomorrow's podcast... Um, we more might talk more apparent. about that. This is just going to be classic, classic Sharon. Unless she said she's played by Tracy Bennett. And she is. tell you what, what, she's worked very hard to have made such an impression on you in just 173 episodes. I know. I know sometimes it doesn't take much. Mm-hmm. It just takes, you know, a pair of big old eyes, big personality and a, and a rough old northern accent. Yeah, you know <laughs> that big personality is code for giant boobs, don't you? No. Yeah, it is. I didn't know that. I don't think she... I don't think there's... <laughs> you mean it in a very innocent way, don't you? Oh, no, I've not looked. I don't she, know. Maybe. Tracy Bennett, the actress, grew up... She wanted to be... distracted by her hair and her eyes. Her stunt woman. And then she got a job on Corrie so that she could f- fund her training to be a stunt woman. Yeah. How life di- could have been different for her. Just, just, just getting, old, it's like getting a weekend job. Most people, you know, get paper boy or you know, work. Um, I don't know. What, what do people do? Odd jobs. Dog walking. Dog walking, car washing. Tracy Make Bennett said, I'm going to go on Corrie to earn a little bit of pin money so that I can <laughs> do my life's long ambition that. to be a stunt woman. Yeah, Bill Podmore, the producer, found out that she was flying planes in Blackpool on her days off and he went absolutely bananas because he didn't want her to crash, I guess. So, she, so yeah. she, he yeah. uh, made a stick to acting. I mean, Coronation Street's cast have got certain rules and stipulations about what they can and can't get up to in their time off, I think. And I flying think planes he... over Blackpool on a regular basis probably yeah. falls into that. It's like, I didn't know I had to ban you from this, but you're not allowed to. Yeah, I wonder what else that he had to just make a massive list of, like diving with sharks, all these things that, oh. you know, you wouldn't even thought of. But Drugs, drinking... No speeding. booze. Yeah. I, I, driving sure. while drunk. <laughs> while speeding. <laughs> yeah, so probably as the Coronation Street cast through the years did all of those things. So add it to the list. Right, that's it. Okay, I'm just saying all drugs now because I was specific. Can you keep finding new ones? Gemma, because you've seen 1982 Sharon or a bit of it. I mean, you've oh. seen, what, three or four episodes of her maybe in her teen appearance i'll yeah. let you do the 1982 oh, wow. and I'll, I'll jump in and say things probably because i can't seem to keep quiet this evening i know you're really excited uh 1982 this is when she was fostered by rita and len len Fairclough, as a temporary measure before moving on to her long-term foster parents yes yeah, so it was only meant to be for a little bit that she'd be staying with her she was going to go and stay with um the bolton family but they weren't ready for her yet so who so where on the the scale of um I was going to say abductees, foster children. (laughs) Is she the first, second, I don't know. No, I think there were a couple of little mini ones before, but that didn't make much of an impression. But Sharon, she came before Jenny, basically. When you look, when you think of the Faircloughs and their foster kids, it's Jenny and Sharon, which we already have seen. Oh, we're not talking about her current appearance yeah yeah she is number one so she had a social worker who's called don worthington and he was played by brian caprin yes in an appearance before he became evil richard hillman that was funny and later coronation street halloween tour master (laughs) i know he's had all the jobs hasn't he (laughs) yeah we 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 saw some of the the young brian caprin didn't he it's so funny i think he was um sally ann matthews's well jenny's um, yeah. social worker as well when I she came to the I think they just really admired later. his ability to hold a briefcase yeah. and tell people what Ooh, to yeah, do. Look at those black gloves. Mm. They look so dashing. Come back later. Come We've got back, something else for you to years. do. Um, 
That year, she got on Len's bad side when he caught her boyfriend, Steve, trying to lead her upstairs during her 17th birthday party. We've seen this episode. I remember her, like, asking if she could have this party and then allowing her. This was within days of her coming onto the street. And I think Len and Rita had to kind of say yes because they wanted to ingratiate themselves to her. Well, if you're listening to this now, you know Rita, but you might not know Len. Len was kind of a gruff chap. He was a builder... And he was mm-hmm. um, a man's man, really, wasn't he? He, he, was. he was. No very, nonsense. One of these old-fashioned guys. He was very strict. Um, so he was not pleased to see this occurring. Um, Wayne, who is the brother, also crashes the party and causes trouble by arguing with Steve, the boyfriend, and Sharon has to get Len, the foster father, to chuck him out. Thank you. And this was, uh, this was Wayne's only appearance because Len was very thorough in chucking him out. He chucked him not just out of the house, but out of the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will we see Wayne again? <laughs> Never. Um, he, um, she meets the Boltons. This is her prospective foster family. Yeah, does she realise that they're actually the Boltons from um, Game of Thrones? She's like, I like, don't want any probably part Probably better this. not. I'll, st- I'll stick uh, with a news, a news I agent, what please. what to women in this show. <laughs> um, she decides they're too posh, and so she runs away to stay with the Fairclaffs until she's 18. And Don thinks um, this is unfair, so that's the, um, the social worker, thinks it's unfair on them. And they're like, we don't mind, really. So Sharon gets to stay. How lovely. Um, she helps out re- rebuilding number seven. So that is the, the house that collapsed yes. on the street in, I can't remember when. They just stayed as a gap for ages. Stayed collapsed for quite a while. It was because, because they, they had too many, too many houses Too many houses and not enough cast, which is kind of the opposite, opposite problem now. now isn't so it? It really isn't is. it helpful to know that Sharon's here and she can build houses for everybody? Yeah. She's like, um, she's like one of these missionaries who goes to third world countries to help build for the natives. She's come to Weatherfield to help them understand you don't have to live three to a back bedroom. Yeah. And that's, uh, I suppose it, that's another link between her and uh, old Debbie Webster, isn't it? Also... Could be involved in property. Yeah, maybe they'll start Debbie a property tears it tycoon. Down. They should have done this. They, they should have Debbie tearing down the street and then Sharon's like, oh, let's put it back again. Put it back up. Come on, Debbie. Only this time it's a high-rise flat so everyone can fit. Yeah. So it, she... I was just going to say, sorry, um, with all these characters in the 80s that I said that are returning, I don't think many of them actually crossed over and met each other. I know definitely, like, obviously Jenny and Sharon hadn't met each other, but I don't think that... Yeah, Debbie came a few years after... Um, Sharon had left, and I can't remember whether Debbie was there when Jenny was still back. So um, we need a we need a reunion of people who have never met. <laughs> what thing. a fantastic, <laughs> what a fantastic event! Oh, I was in the be. show in the eighties as well. Well, apparently, Jim Hilda. Oh no, she was before my time. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why I've got I've gone all south in London. Okay, so Sharon was a dab hand at carpentry, and she and Rita um, gang up on. Len yes. to try to persuade him to let them move in. Yeah, they they were they the they lived next door. I, th- I think they did. I think they lived in number nine, and he was going to sell the house to some whoever. Uh, and um, in the end, up they were like, "No, this is a brand new house. Look how awesome it is. Can we move into <laughs> it, please?" It was two against one. I mean, I guess this this must be after they move sets because. Um, the the gap that number seven occupied shrunk over the that years. Was so funny, wasn't it? <laughs> to, it's to so like be, funny. Like the width. At one point, it was like the width of a of a bench. Yeah, and that was it because they they didn't really care about 
uh, yeah, I mean, when, when they moved to Media City recently, they talked about the fact that you know, in real life at Key Street, the set was narrower. But mm. but back in, in these days, when the house had collapsed, it was, yeah, like you said, you could you could almost lie down and stretch your arms yeah. out and touch, you touch would never the, believe the number five fit. and number nine. And that was where Harry Hewitt and all that lot lived. Yes, it was. Mm, yeah. Good memory. Thanks, yeah. Um, in September, she starts fancying Brian. I don't know who Brian is. Brian, Brian, Brian Tilsley. Oh, Brian Tilsley. Who wouldn't fancy uh, that hunk of chunker? Krypton Factor Brian Tilsley. Yeah, with those the street. lovely golden locks. It's and a mane. Bursting, his muscles bursting out of his T-shirt. She starts stalking him, following him, calling... Ooh, that was my stomach. I'm really hungry. <laughs> Ooh, Brian. Ooh, Brian. <laughs> makes my loins rumble. I'd eat him for breakfast. <laughs> Um, she starts calling his home and he's like enjoying the attention. He's such a pervert. Um, doesn't put her off, but he's like, no, I will remain faithful to my lovely wife, Gail. Um, for now. Yeah, she babysits Nick, the, yeah, the child. Does. So that's Nick, current Nick Tilsley. I need to see this. I know Nick's away at the moment. But I need to have, when, whenever he comes back to the street, I need Sharon to that's say, really oh, interesting. I wonder if she's mini. going to, to like be concerned about this poor boy that she used to know. Maybe, maybe. Will she acknowledge that she used to be his babysitter or have the... Well, she's already done a few name drops, hasn't she? So she gives Brian a key ring of a birth- for a birthday present. And he says, that, that, that that's enough now. Too far, Sharon. Back off. I don't want this tacky key ring of... You play, flying a plane over black. Hole. I've been to Blue John Mines. <laughs> and all I got is this lousy ring. <laughs> Gail witnesses a struggle between them and thinks Sharon's got a silly teenage crush. And that sounds quite dramatic. And uh, like, really, a grown man shouldn't really be beating up a teenage girl for fancy. I don't think he was beating her up, but. Well, what are they He was just trying about? to say, sod off, I'm not interested in you, child. It's like she's a, so it's like she's a little dog trying to hump his leg. He's like, get off. <laughs> she was. I need a totally squirt bottle. Gail, get me, get me a newspaper, Robert, a newspaper. <laughs> Rita confronts Sharon about this and she's like, oh, Brian and I are in love. He came on to me. And Rita's like, oh God, this is horrific. Sharon calls her hypocrite after being Barry, Barry hates. <laughs> Harry Sorry, Bates. Harry Bates, common war. <laughs> Neither of us can speak this evening. Ha- Harry Bates, common law, wife for so long. And so Rita slaps her. Yeah, so well, I think a lot of people don't know that when Rita first came into the show, she well, she had a bit of a retconny past, didn't she? Because she was she, she was like she a... came in as the wife of somebody called Harry Bates, and then they brought and then they went off for a bit, and then um, Barbara Knox came back, and was like, well, shall I just play the character that I played a few years ago? But hang on a minute, this person isn't married or something, and then it made out that she was actually just common law married to him, i.e., not at all. And it all got a bit confusing and murky, but that doesn't stop Sharon calling her out on it. Yeah, <laughs> Brian tells you Sharon... Yeah, Rita slaps her because she didn't want to... She's like, don't confuse me about what happened in the past. Brian has to tell Sharon to her face he's not interested in her and she's absolutely heartbroken. Oh, poor Sharon. Then the social services find her a job in Sheffield. The fair costs try to keep her in Weatherfield by offering, offering her an apprenticeship, but she says, I'll never get over Brian. She takes a job and she goes to Sheffield. Yeah, that's it, isn't it, for Sharon in 1982. But she comes back um, briefly at the end of 1983, and we saw this, didn't we? Um, Lem Fairclough's death. Um, Which was um, caused by Peter Ad- Adamson. Deciding that... Um, 
setting fire to his career. Yeah, basically. But it did um, bring up the opportunity for Barbara Knox to do some belting acting. She she was very went, good. She was fantastic when it was when really Len dramatic because this was really really the was the grief anniversary party. Yeah, it was their Ruby anniversary and, party. And, and Len Robert's. was driving to to come home, and he just crashed his car and died. From his um, mistress, Mistress, sorry, to his missus. Yeah, Yeah, Rita was fantastic. The the grief that that woman portrayed. Yeah, so Sharon came and visited and and while she was there doing her sympathetic um, ear bit, she attracted the attention of Curly, Curly Watts, who had, he arrived on the show in 1983, so he'd only been around for six months or so. Um, Besotted was old Curly, even wrote a poem about her. So um, better than um, better than Seb's Seb poem than Alina, yeah. probably because Curly was Nina. educated in that. Um, she was a little bit embarrassed by this, but she said, "Oh, fine, I'll go out on a date with you anyway." And uh, as I said earlier, they barely got you know hour, half an hour into this date when um, she ditched him to go to a UB40 concert with Terry Duckworth. Are they the ones that did Red Red Wine? They are. Oh, classic. They did a number Tune. of reggae tunes. I'm sure that Ed Bailey would have done exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> Um, she is still able to convince poor Curly to carry her bags to the station the next day when she was returning to Sheffield. Well, though. I mean, Curly designated himself as a doormat right from the beginning. He did he? quite a bit, yeah. So that was the very beginning of 1984 because this this dating thing was like over New Year, 83, 84, I think. And that was all we saw of um, Sharon until 1999. And doing a little bit of math in my head, that works out to be 15 years gap. And this is when I was watching it properly. Um, so I, so you know a lot about this. This is all stuff that you. Know. I, I I've seen all of this, but the late nineties, early two thousands are considerably murkier in my head than many of the other years that we watched more recently on Coronation Street. So I did enjoy this, um, but yeah, when I was re- reading about it the other day to do a bit of research for this character profile, I was like going, oh yeah, oh yeah, I kind of remember that. Don't remember that, but apparently. Um, she must have been in it loads because she was the 13th most seen character in 1999. So the, when the producer brought her back, they obviously had, you know, great expectations for, for Sharon Gaskell. Did we say that she was called Gary Sharon Gaskell? Have we called him calling Sharon Bentley all this time? I don't know. Um, and well, yeah, she, she was, marries this guy. She marries she? Ian later in like, but that's a spoiler because there's, there's a rocky road to marriage. But yeah, she's the 13th most seen character in um, 1999, joint with the lovely Toya. I know. So, her thing was that this, uh, she came back in early 1999 because she was engaged to this chap called Ian Bentley. He was a sales rep and she wanted Rita. She wanted to make amends with Rita. It's sort of going down, sounding fairly similar so far. She wanted to, uh, she'd lost touch with her um, and she said, Rita, come over, come to my wedding. Um, And Rita's like, no, tell your wedding to come here. And so she manages to persuade Sharon and Ian to get married in Weatherfield rather than Sheffield, which is um. I thought you said it's Nottingham. Nottingham, sorry. What what a what a diva-ish move. Where's she having her wedding? Nottingham or Weatherfield? I've written Nottingham here, but it might Did be you Weatherfield. Just make that up completely out of nowhere. Rita persuaded Sharon to move her wedding from wherever nearby. it was. I think it was Nottingham. To Weatherfield. All right, okay. Doesn't matter. It's just, I'm it's just saying, now, Rita Michael. is a big old diva. And um, so she made friends with Sally um, when she was, and, and throughout 1999, mostly, Sharon and Sally were, were really, really close. So that's going to be quite interesting to see what happens there. Um, if anything. You'd have thought that she might have, you know, picked up on the fact that she was mayor of Weatherfield at some point and, you know, in the news for various things, but 
Oh, well, she chose well, now to come back. If it's not reason. on Facebook, I don't know. Uh, do you think that Sally wasn't writing all over Facebook that she was mayor of Weatherfield? <laughs> um, so, Ian, she's probably still got a mayor picture, hasn't she, with a chain? Love it. So, Ian, the scumbag, started an affair with Natalie Barnes, the... Trollop. Trollop. The, 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 I'm not going to use any more derogatory terms to women. She was an utter strump, it was, Natalie Barnes. Fresh from the death of her husband, Des, barely a few months earlier, maybe, you know on the rebound with grief or whatever, I don't know. She steals Ian away from lovely Sharon. Sharon finds out about it. And rather than just saying, right, mate, you don't you're like dumped, you anymore. She thought, well, maybe, you know, maybe this is just one last, um, you know. Let's get him with, back. With, with another, another woman. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to marry him anyway. But when they got to the service, and this was a great wedding service, um, she was there at the front of the church looking lovely in a wedding dress, and she just kind of starts bubbling with rage and calling in a liar and bashes him with her bouquet and um, storms out of the church. It was fantastic, that scene was. Love a good Corrie jilting. If you've ever wondered, if you're a man and you've ever, if you've ever gone through getting married and you wondered why um, your wife-to-be is dis- uh, not really interested in taking you to the florist to pick the flowers out, it's because... While we're there, we have a little discussion with them about what whether we want to use our bouquet as possibly a weapon. And there is like an upgrade you can do to get a billy club put right down the middle of it. <laughs> she must have had that. She must have done because Ian, uh-huh. Ian bogged off for a considerable amount of time after this, but that wasn't the last we saw of him. I don't know. Now, Rita uh, um, gave Sharon the cabin for her birthday that year. And it was her 34th birthday. And when I read this, I was like... Was she 34 when she was in it? Blimey. Because when you're young, like anybody that's over the age of 20 is just automatically an older character, I think. Well, yeah. And I now always, it's like, gosh, she was, really she was a few years younger than I am now. Much of a concept of how old people are. There's three categories. There's older than me, same age as me and younger than me. Yeah, yeah. So Sharon was 34 at getting a cabin gifted to her by old Rita because she was a bit lonely and she wanted to stay around and keep her company. I'm lonely. Mavis, had, Mavis was gone for two years at this shop. point. I know, no. It's just, so Sharon's like, yes, please. Of course. Now, Ravi Desai, who was the owner of the corner shop at that time, um, for a very brief period, I have to say, warned Rita um, that Sharon may well sell up and move on so she maybe needs to be a little bit more prudent with who she's just giving cabins to willy-nilly so rita's like you know what ravi you're probably right sharon let's just have maybe a 50 50 partnership here um maybe a little trial run and sharon's like no you said i could have no, the cabin my actually my th- the most special That's a very of birthdays significant number. yeah um I'll, I'll i'll keep that actually thank you very much yeah so she is now the owner of the cabin, which doesn't go down too well with Leanne, who's been working there for a few years. And um, it, it basically gets her back put right up by having this new um, new boss swan in and uh, order her around. So Leanne's like, I'm not working here anymore. I quit. I'm going to go for a job at the Rovers. So that was the end of Leanne in the cabin. Um, Sharon, later that year, started dating Danny Hargreaves. Um, who was like a local trader and a, a, a brief period in the late 90s, early 2000s, Danny and Sally had a hardware shop in the place where oh, Prima yeah. Donna is now, DNS Hardware it was called. Um, but yeah, so she starts dating him, but he's got he's got eyes for Sally at this point, so he's not that into it. Um, she also meets up with Terry Duckworth, who got a name drop on Wednesday's episode, didn't she? And um, this is the first time in 15 years that she'd seen him because they'd... 
they'd obviously had this little oh, little yeah. date at the UB40 concert in 1983, 1984. Unforgettable. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, right, D- Terry, let's go for a drink. The idea is that this is going to get Danny jealous. But um, th- then she ends up like properly liking Terry. So she hangs about with him for a bit. Vera, um, who, you know, throughout her history goes through various stages of thinking Terry can do no wrong to realising actually he is a bit One of a of bad one. She's like, you need to be careful, Sharon. I know he's my son and everything, but he could be after your money. So Sharon says, okay, if your mum, if your mum's telling me this, um, and I do like, like, I do like my money and I love it. and property. Mm. Um, but I'm going to back off here. Terry's absolutely furious by this. Yeah. So Sharon starts pursuing Danny again, but then when uh, to have options. I know. I know. When when he when she realizes that he's interested in her mate Sally, she she backs off. He breaks it he off. Break, he backs it off, sorry, yeah. He breaks, breaks it off it because it off. he's like, I fancy Sally. That's exactly what happened. I'm not even reading my own notes. And yet. Sharon and Sally have an argument. They do. They have a breakup. They, they, he, she says... Who's she? Sharon says to Sally that she hopes that her and Danny rot in hell. Rude. I don't understand this rot in hell idea because you don't get to hell unless you're dead. Yeah. So where are you going to rot there? You rot in the ground and then you get to hell. <laughs> is that how it happens, is it? Yeah, I, I've got I'm good authority. <laughs> our, our theologian here. I'd say uh, you got that completely in the wrong order. Gemma's got a half degree, uh, no, a half GCSE in RE. It's A star, thank you very much. <laughs> so Sharon, bless her, gets a little bit depressed by this. Leaves a nasty message on Ian's answer phone. Remember Ian, who she jilted six months or so earlier. Yeah. Then she tries to take an overdose. Um, she doesn't really do very well at that, though. Thank goodness. Comes around the next day and I is would like, say "This is this is Sharon at her task, lowest ebb." Task failed successfully. Yeah. Yes, um, Ian wings his way up to Weatherfield or down to Weatherfield, where he's come from. Is like, bloody hell, Sharon seemed a bit um, off. Yeah, on the phone last night. Is she all right? So he finds out that she's okay and um, it basically gets back to gets back with Sharon again. Sharon apologises with Sally, so things are all cool Sorry, there. Sally, I got it completely wrong. You go, you rot, and then you go to hell. Yeah, yeah. And Sally's like, I thought when don't, you said you it, don't You don't need to do it yet. You don't need to do it Just yet. Just wait. And, and if, if that Sophie of yours becomes a lesbian Christian, mm. then maybe she, she, might, she might save you, you from that. It yeah. might get you into heaven, yeah. So Rita doesn't like the idea of Sharon getting back with Ian. And I'm not surprised, really. I mean, she is kind of a mother figure to her and she's seen that this bloke is a bit, you know, a bit free with his willy. <laughs> free willy? Um, that film. And, uh, yeah, so she's like, back off, Sharon. But Sharon doesn't. No, she, Sharon in, in doesn't fact, she, she, she buckles down on everything and just... Doubles just, down, d- yeah. Doubles down on sticking with Ian and doing whatever Ian says. But there's a bit in the... Um, bonfire night that year where around bonfire night where Ian's like why don't we stop fireworks in the cabin this is your shop and and the reason for that is do you remember that fireworks accident that we saw in the classic episodes where there yeah. was a somebody when this kid got their face burnt off or yeah. something like that and, and Mark someone like, or other this can never happen again yeah and Rita and since that time Rita hasn't refused hasn't sold or hasn't sold fireworks in the cabin and a bit Sharon's say, like it's my shop also sell cat fireworks if I like I'd say I've got I own a paper shop hmm I own a paper shop. Yeah. I feel like stocking fireworks is a bit of um annual tradition. Te- tempting fate here. <laughs> Why? Because it's made of paper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whole for they to go up in flames. Mm. Um, so she decides, Sharon, in the end, that she's going to 
marry Ian. All all of this was without telling Rita, of course. Yeah, they tell Rita. Not only that, but she sells the cabin. Yeah, but she that, wants yeah. to sell the cabin so that she can buy a house in Bolton together. The Very reasonably bolt priced. Hole in Bolton to get rid of get away from Rita. Rita's like, what the hell? I gave you this as a present, <laughs> lady. <sighs> You don't go selling it off. So she then, Rita then has to buy the ca- the cabin from Sharon for £45,000 after say, just giving it to her Rita's, at the beginning of the year. Rita's money supply is inexhaustible. Yeah, fortunately, She's Rita has a never-ending supply of cash. money, always. It's that, it's that Ted Sullivan, I tell you. It's his, it was his sweet shop money. <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, anyway. Can you imagine having enough money to like give, give away your place of work and still have enough money to buy it back? I know, I and know. And then go... Oh, well. She's been saving. She's a bit old as Rita, hasn't she? I'll she's... tell you what she hasn't been saving on. Earrings and cardigans. <laughs> no, I don't, know where, I don't know where she's saved. <laughs> um, so Sharon and Ian leave Weatherfield. Not before Ian has called Rita a selfish old woman. It's a bit, a bit rich, really. I know, but Sharon... They, they, Sharon tries to offer a, a civil word before she leaves. She's like, Rita, I'm always going to see you as me mum. But Rita's like, I'm Bog not off. giving you my blessing. Bog off to Bolton, lady. I never want to have anything to do with you again. By the way, you're not in my will. No, because I've already given you something, and you, and then you, forty-five grand in what was it, ninety-nine? Yeah. God, I wonder what that's. Gemma's worth now. getting out her calculator. That's probably. Gemma always loves a good old grand. conversion no. through time. I reckon it's seventy grand now. Do you reckon? Uh huh. me, Rita. So. That, that was the last we'd seen of Sharon up until just this week. And Tracy had decided to quit Corrie after just nine months return because she wanted to keep busy. And having a look at Tracy's IMDb page, she has certainly managed that. She's had a finger in many pies since then. Uh, and she knew that, um, she, that, that keeping busy and keeping, you know, always keeping working wasn't guaranteed in a soap because you have your, your times... Well, I, I will say, I'll give you Tracy's quote, actually, rather than paraphrase. 79,000. There you go, that's pretty good. 79,751.72 pence. Can I have some, Rita? Tracy at the time said, I know that these storylines have to be shared out. The producers know that I'm not the type of actress who'll stand in the cabin saying, hiya, here's your papers. They know I like a bit of meat. I love being in Coronation Street. It's a great place to work and the door is always open for me to return, which I am grateful for. Looking back, I've had a tough year. Two one-hour specials, a wedding, a suicide attempted. Sharon's been in the cabin and had some shags to boot. I didn't expect all that. That's a lot of heavy stuff and I have loved it. But there's so many other things I want to do. I'm a jack of all trades. Yeah, so I mean, we've seen it with so many characters on Coronation Street. They're, they're you know, never off the show for a, a massive period of time and then we don't see them again. And, um, and Tracy wanted to always be doing something. There had been re- reports at the time that she had ha- rowed with other cast members, that she'd locked herself in her dressing room and that she was axed. But she and Granada strenuously denied this. Tracy, in fact, said the bosses did want her to say. So, um... To stay. To stay, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know where all of that came from particularly, but <laughs> just in case anyone has heard that there was any bad blood between Tracy and the Coronation Street bosses, officially that is not the case. Well, people say always say, don't they, oh, there's no smoke without fire, but I don't know what they have to say about I smoke. I have got no idea. About smoke machines. 
Well, very true. Because they're very not on true. fire, are they? No, they're not. They're not. So um, Tracy has done loads and loads and loads of TV and theatre and film since then. Well, all, th- all through her career. And not only that, but she's also won a few gongs um, to go along with it as well, including the prestigious Laurence Olivier Award, don't you know, for the best supporting performance in a musical in 1994's She Loves Me at the Savoy Theatre. Um, she also got the same award in 2008 for um, a supporting role in Hairspray. Um, which I haven't seen, but I've heard very good things about. You were in a you were in a diner when they were playing it. I wasn't paying attention. No, you weren't. But what I do know is I that love a bit movie. of Les Mis. And in two thousand and six, two thousand and seventeen, um, Tracy played Madame Thénardier, which is the innkeeper's wife. And I can only imagine how awesome she would have been in that role. I would have out. loved to have seen this. She's got a good set of pipes in her desert, Trace. Um, oh, I hate people that can sing. I'm so jealous. I know. It makes you sick, it doesn't does. it? It makes you sick. Great I want, hair, great eyes, I, I, I want, I want great singing voice, I want great to see, I want to see Sue Devenay, 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 I cannot remember how oh, to say yeah. that now, and Tracy Brabant do some kind of duetting together because they have both Tracy got... Tracy Brabant? Not Tracy Brabin. That's somebody different. It's a different person. <laughs> Tracy Bennett. Sorry. She can join in as well. Why not make it a She's trio? An MP. She, she, she wants can to. she can sing her mayoral campaign um slogans if she my wants watch. to. <laughs> Sorry, my watch. She can't do that. Uh, anyway, what else has she won an award for? End of the Rainbow. She was nominated and won some awards from that. That was a um, that was something where she, she was played Judy Garland. Judy Garland. She's worked on Broadway. Uh, in fact, she was working on Broadway just up until last year when COVID hit, before she um, winged it back over here. She was, uh, TV works included, like, regular role in Scott and Bailey Series 3. Um, the last thing, as far as I can tell, that she did on telly was playing Margaret Foley in the 2019 ITV series The Bay. But Gemma and I don't really watch a wide variety of um, UK TV, as we've said many times before, so we have seen none of this. We just have to use our imagination. Or musicals. No, I've we, seen a lot more. We like some musicals, live things than you have. Yes, but you don't want to pay money for stuff. No, and I, I don't, don't mind I don't. supporting our local theatre. Well, it's very nice that all the theatres are going back again. But I hope that um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how long um, Charity is going to currently remain on the street for. I, I, I hope it's for a while. But maybe the lure of the theatres reopening will uh, will tempt her back to, to onto the boards. Um, I'm gonna. I've, well, I've got a few more quotes. Do you want to do some quotes? These are these are. I've got some retro quotes here from Tracy. Well, um, I'll do what she and said. Some, and some new quotes. When she came back in 1999, she says, "Obviously, she's a bit older now. But what I'm trying to do is link it with the bit of edge that she had. It's hard for me because I don't know what the writers are going to do with her now. But if I don't have that gobby side, it could be any character, and I may well not be Sharon." Gobby is the right word to describe she likes, her. She likes and, playing Sharon because she likes the tutsper. Yeah, you you could tell just from her being back this week that she is she has got a mouth on her and is not. Not afraid of speaking her opinions, um, even if they she uh, kind of reminds clash me with someone else's. A bit, I don't know, this is, sounds a bit weird. Like Tinkerbelly, like this kind of tiny little mm. cute looking, sweet, big eyed thing. And then, and then you're like, like meh, 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 meh. Yeah. and then you kind of have to just put her in, like, cup your hands around her to be quiet. Well, this this is why I'm so I was so excited when I heard that she was coming back to see what the the, the hear that she'd be in scenes with Jenny because both of them have got quite um, sparky fiery personalities, yeah. haven't they? And if they're yeah. going to clash about Temp- something, there will be fireworks. Mercurial. There will be fireworks that will rival even even those that stop Rita selling them. Even those, yeah, that blew up that, that blew small up that child. More, yeah. 
Brilliant. After leaving in 1999, she said, this is the most erratic part I've ever played. <laughs> Not erotic part I've ever played. Few shags to boot, she said. <laughs> one instant, Sharon is angry, then she's sad, then she's crying, then lashing out. In one scene, she's irrational, paranoid and neurotic. Not erotic, Michael. <laughs> she's been drinking. She's tired. She feels betrayed. Had to go through all those emotions and that meant I had to do my homework. Very good range. Oh, I'm so excited to see more. Um, and then, just finally, um, on her 2020 run return, the quote went, I'm absolutely thrilled to be returning to the cobbles. Tis a dream come true for me. I had such an amazing time there and I'm looking forward to working with Barbara again. Barbara Knox, of course, and getting my teeth into the storylines that they have planned for Sharon. I was first approached coming back about 18 months ago and I was keen and excited to see what was in store, but my work schedule and then the pandemic has meant that it's taken until now for it all to come together. That's a long time that Sharon's return has been in the running. I tell you what, it's kind of um, heartening to hear that they, they put it on ice for that length of time. It makes me feel like they got something juicy, you know, instead of going, I'll forget it then. They were like, no, we really want you to come back, so we're going to wait I until think, the right time. I think time. they must do. This, this is fantastic. Very, very happy. Love a bit of Sharon. And I hope that if you um, have not seen Sharon before or not read about Sharon, or maybe you have and you didn't know all of those minuscule details that we just um, that we mentioned there, that you have learned something through this podcast. And Crash course wasted your time. in Sharon Gaskill, now Bentley. Bentley. Just as Tracy Bennett would would like yes. for their stunt woman aspirations. Yes, exactly. Nice link. Well done. Um, I mean, I was toying with the idea of whether we wanted to do this now or leave it until later, until, you know, her inevitable departure, whenever that may no, be. this is fun. But I think it's useful to, to catch people up to who she is and, you know, maybe we'll update it for our YouTube um, when the time comes for her to say goodbye for How for do you know she's time. not just going to stay in Corrie now? She forever. might be alive. Well, you know what? She, she said, hasn't she? She said, I like to keep busy. I like to try different things. I like to, you know, I don't, don't like to stay in the same place for too long. I, I don't well, know. Who knows? I think a lot of Who actors knows? like that, but not many of them can pull it off. So kudos to and her you, if, for being able to... To, to keep herself so busy. Yeah, That's I mean, a very it, difficult thing to do if you're an actor. Yeah, and, and acting jobs aren't particularly easy to come by at the moment either, are they? No. So, who knows? Anyway, that's our character profile of, of Sharon. I hope you enjoyed that as much as yeah. I clearly enjoyed you saying did, it. You did, you loved it. Um, and uh, that, that's it, really. So, well, let's move thank on. you for listening. We're not moving on to anything. We're move, moving let's, on to dinner let's now. Let's move on. To, to, thank you, everybody. To Goodbye. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, bye. Thanks, thanks, thanks. And the music for this episode is from podcastthemes.com. <laughs>